0: Hey everyone, this is Mukul, and this is Swapnil. Welcome to Going Slow Podcast, where we discuss our product journeys and also have casual discussions
1: around life, universe, and everything in between.
0: Hello, hello. Welcome to episode 11 of Going Slow Podcast. Hey Swapnil, how's it going?
1: All good, man. It's It's been going pretty good. We hired someone new. Um, uh, at rocket, which was pretty cool. Oh, and that's were...
0: amazing. That's like how many full-time hires you have right now?
1: No, no, this is third. And, and uh, we, we also rolled out an offer for fingers crossed might be joining next month. So like, that's all I have on my mind right now, their own boardings and getting them acquainted in their culture and also like that, that's like pretty big for us
0: that's amazing so do you have like part-time employees too or contractors or something like that or do you have only full-time
1: we haven't explored that yet We're open to it but the only thing part-time is that i'm not sure if the other person would have enough time to build something concrete basically contribute in a deep way if it's something which are like independent tasks let's say creating content or something i think that is something that can be taken up by a contractor. And and we're also like doubling down on content in the last two weeks. So yeah, a lot happened in the last two weeks. We we have an official blog now. We have content pipeline places. Pushing out blog posts in the few days. And basically now we're thinking of scaling up.
0: Playing the long SEO game. Yeah. 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 So, so what's your like content strategy so far? Like, are you looking forward to? Put out blogs continuously like uh, in the future
1: yeah yeah as of now we plan to that also sort of would become an acquisition channel for other roles that we want to get into so far we have been into tech hiring but now this year we want to experiment with other roles like pms designers journalists marketing other roles as well and the one reason to start putting out content is we start attracting those folks. So we have a post uh, scheduled for evening and the, the target audience is basically everyone, uh, not just limited to the tech audience so that they start getting value from us so that eventually when we go and say, okay, okay let, let's get you hired. They know, okay, okay. okay. They, basically we, we are already on their radar.
0: Interesting interesting you're planning to start one for journalism too that's that's super interesting i think uh, the main challenge would be right now is to increase the would be to increase the domain authority correct like like generate as many backlinks as you would like and increase the domain authority to certain level that you would rank up in the google search
1: Correct. okay so uh, i meant journalist or journalism (laughs) Generalism is something we might go with later, but, but i mean, a generalist. Like someone who just wants to explore uh, a bunch of different things. They don't know what they want to double down yet. Uh, they want to just come in and uh, like think of it as like a management training where they dabble in a few domains. Maybe they do a bit of marketing campaigning. They do a bit of no uh tooling. They do a bit of sales. They do maybe a bit of designing and uh, then they figure out, okay, these are some areas that they definitely don't like, which is what their win is. And uh, they also in the process figure out these are like a couple of areas, which they can work on for some time because I think target segment for journalists is people who, who get bored uh, very fast. Uh, I was one of them, but yeah, that, that's the target segment. You don't know if you feel you can't stick. With a particular role, you get bored by it pretty fast. So yeah, that is one part that I want to explore. I've heard a lot of this from my friends as well. Hey, I'm getting bored in my job. What do I do next? So yeah, I'm thinking, you could like experiment in that domain since there is, there's something on
0: Correct. Got it. So someone who do whatever it takes, something like that. I was like super shocked when you said that I heard <laughs> generalism and I was like, whoa, that's like a totally different segment. You are currently targeting startup audience and yeah. <laughs> journalism yeah. is a totally different segment. but generalist totally makes sense. I think the best kind of, yeah, I might be wrong, but I'm not sure too. Like one who are looking forward to start their own thing in the future are kind yes. of the best generalist out there because yeah, I mean, that's what I have like a notion in my head that they would be the best generalist.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So basically the person that we hired yesterday that In the resume and in the discussion we had, that was what came out that they wanted to start something of their own, down the line. And then, then my pitch was that, okay, then you join us for sure. You should join us for sure, because this will be like a stepping stone because you get to a product from scratch and try out a bunch of things and yeah, basically learn and get a bigger picture of how things work together which is, like, hard to get if you're in a specialist role. Like, when I was uh, a developer, I did not have any idea of how how things were. Of course, I had one domain expertise, but, like, I was pretty clueless. Like, if someone had to, if I had to, like, just start something, like, I did not have that confidence because there were, like, a lot of black spots. But, but yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's the the pitch. If you want to... uh, Journalist won't be there for you for a long time, so that is a bit of a caveat there, because the, the aim for them is to figure out what they like and either double down there or they they'll start something of their own because that that's the that's the aim that they are coming in with.
0: Correct, but I think it's super worth the risk, even though we know that the retention will not be high, but I think the impact in that time period will be super. Hi, I'm super yeah. curious, like, because we haven't hired any full-time units. So we are just two people and we are some part-time contractors, but you have hired like three, three full-time people. So do you feel pressure? Do you feel any kind of pressure? Is it pressurizing? Is it like normal? Yeah, I would say
1: it's a lot of pressure for sure, because you have to keep a pulse check, you have to keep them motivated. You have to keep talking to them to understand what, what are their current motivations and then how do you align them? with company goals. Both are important. If you so if they're not inherently motivated, then you know nothing then they don't do it with the attention to detail that you want it to be. And again, the same goes for if they don't see how it helps them in the long run, they won't go the extra mile and then they'll just do the bare minimum. Which is again like not a good step. Basically that's that's the for disaster. You know that it's going to not work out. So yeah, I, I read read this book when I first hired people. The it's called the Making of a Manager, and uh, that was where they clearly pointed out that's your the only goal of a manager is to motivate people. So it it becomes, of hard at times. So and that was the major reason. Uh, we did not hire more people, and I did not want to take on more responsibility. So yeah, after I got comfortable with those two, that is when I sort of. Um, Said okay. Now I have more bandwidth because I understand these two people really well. I can um, like you, you need some time to build the trust. They know that you know you're there for them, and they can come to you for anything. They also feel empowered enough to take decisions on their own because that's how you create leverage where you have people doing like taking up their own initiatives and all that. So. I feel we have reached that level with the with Sachin and his Shan basically we have had but we, we have been together for six months now so yeah now i feel like okay now we can take more bandwidth like I have more bandwidth to basically spend time with more people and uh, yeah it it. but yeah it's challenging for sure I did not expect he, it, it, it like this is this feels this doesn't feel like work but but yeah it takes a lot of time
0: investment got it got it yeah makes sense like we were thinking of firing like full time sometime back but then we were like it would be too much of a responsibility for now and we thought like if we had to hire we might hire it in the future Like right, for now we'll just hire part time so that like the pressure is low on our side that's why i was curious to know because i had the same question and it makes sense like it takes time and after that time, I think it's like a good ride like, because once you gel up, and uh, then yeah. I think that will like triple the outcome, not double it, basically. Yeah. So have really, you really met your and... team though? Yeah. I was just like, to
1: talk about the same thing. Like I was really looking forward to have an offsite around this time. We talked about it one time, back, right? TV were going to have an upside, and that was the aim team. We meet the team and spend more time together but sadly it's not safe enough as of now so that was postponed so we started doing movie nights which which is going well because we we have now sort of accepted key it might be some more time maybe a few more months before we get to meet uh, in person but but yeah at same time you need to Spend more non-work time together. It's like the same, you need to waste time together to make friends. So yeah,
0: totally makes sense. Actually, I was, I read one of Nathan Perry's tweet. He is the co-founder of ConvertKit. And one uh, he was, he wrote a Twitter thread on how to build like a distributed team, remote team. And the ConvertKit has around 68 employees, full-time employees. So he. Wrote a very interesting point that he has something like an internal podcast where a team member comes in and he has a chat one on one with them and it's like public or it's like an internal team's podcast to build morale and to get to know each other and I thought that was that is such an interesting way to do things. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. Sounds sounds fun.
1: So I see a new setup. I see a new. Cool microphone on your desk.
0: Oh, I was yeah. Not <laughs> yeah, I think I'm get, getting serious about this podcast thing. <laughs> so I bought a Blue Yeti microphone to record this podcast. I was so I discussed with with you too, and I was reading some blogs that mic is very good for audio quality so i thought uh, let's try it let's give it a shot in one of the blogs they mentioned that in the podcast audio is like the most important thing because that's the thing yeah. like there is no video there is no vir- vi- visual representation the only thing they are hearing is the voice so the quality of that that voice should be so i thought yeah that totally makes sense let's do it but it was not a smooth ride <laughs> So I used it in the last episode too, and it it is so sensitive that it recorded lot of background noise, and and I'm in a place where there is a lot of background noise, so I think we'll have uh, we'll have to use some noise filters to reduce the sound, and I was super curious how other people are doing too. So, I mean, it's like a really, really big problem in the podcasting industry to reduce that noise and sound. They have to find the perfect setup, perfect place to make it so that it doesn't record the background noise.
1: Yeah, but like I feel this should have been solved already in the hardware itself. You get a mic, you plug, and you are ready to roll. Like why? Like This feels like a product fail key. You have to figure out these settings and like, I see those knobs, I think changing them. Uh, you, do you want to like change and just give a demo of how the voice changes?
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, so basically there are only two main knobs. One is to be decide which microphone configuration you would like. So, I mean, you can switch off certain part of mic so that only one side of mic will be able to record the noise voice. So for example, I'm just uh, like, I'm the only person who is using this mine. So I should use a setting where just only the front facing portion will be active and other portion will be inactive. If you are sitting like right beside me, then there is a def- separate setting for that, where I can activate like front and back. And there's one more setting where you can record like the whole surrounding. I think that would be it's best good. if you are recording like a music and something like that. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I I was uh, surprised too that it's recording. And the main setting is this gains. So if I increase it, I'm not sure whether you will be able to feel the difference. But I'm increasing it right now. I'm increasing it. I'm increasing it. And I'm like change it to full now. So I think this gain is like how much sensitive you want your mic to be. How much how much sound you want your mic to capture. So. have set it up at a certain I have calibrated it to a certain level, but it still catches a lot of background noise. So what I've read so far is that you want to be in a room which has like as low noise as it's possible. Also you have to put like for example carpets or towels near your setup so that it will absorb your sound. Any kind of sound reflections the mic will not catch, uh, but I think that, that those points are still very difficult. So I was researching yesterday that is there any app like crisp.ai, which you, which can be used to reduce like the noise filter itself. And then I found out that, uh, Descript. So we are using Descript to edit uh, the podcast, right? So Descript has a setting called enable studio sound, which reduce all the background noise. I I I, I love that product. Like that product is really amazing. It's like one of the best tools I have seen as a product, like as a product, like that is one of the cool and fancy tool I have seen, which I think is going to be big. And it has a setting called enable studio sound. So it will remove all the background sound. And yeah, I mean, I think we are going to test that in this recording. So if it works, you will not hear any background noise at all. (laughs) If it doesn't work, you are going to hear a lot of background noise because I'm hearing it right now. <laughs> oh, oh.
1: Well, fun. Uh, for people who don't know, Descript, Descript is like uh, editing audio as a Google Doc. You can just edit words, delete words there, and it sort of reflects audio file. And uh, I'll just go ahead and say Descript is the sole reason we are able to do this podcast in such a small uh, amount of time. We do not spend. We don't spend... A lot of time on editing, and this is the reason
0: why. Yeah, it's such a cool tool. Like, for example, you can edit everything like a Google Doc. You can basically remove all the filler words. You can remove all the ums, mm, ahs we have, and it's so cool. I mean, I think there might be a lot of software who were doing this in the past, but this app does it well, like super well. So, yeah, I mean, I'm loving the experience so. Yeah. Let's see how this mic thing turns out, and I guess I'll create a FOMO so that you will buy one too. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. I, I'll definitely get one soon because now this this like commitment. This this feels like okay, okay. We are going to continue this podcast because once you put uh, significant investment into it, now, <laughs> that that is like a good forcing function.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, I, I love it—the whole thing because it's it's like our eleventh episode right now, right? And one of the major things I love that it doesn't take like a lot of effort to do it. So we just have a call on Saturday or Sunday. We just record it for thirty forty minutes and then edit it for thirty forty minutes and release. It's like the resistance is so less. that we can do it like as long as we can and i personally feel from the first episode to the 11th episode there is an improvement it might be slow improvement but there is an improvement so i I like it that it is going at least in the right direction what do you think
1: yeah yeah i definitely agree with you i remember how much we had to edit in the first few episodes and now it's related related less. you can see and because it's right there you could uh, while seeing the talk. you see what kinds of things you used to say before and you see less of them now and it also gives a good feedback you and you see something that you're doing this and you shouldn't do this and then you can actually consciously try to avoid it the next episode and then you can see if you were able to do that successfully or not So, yeah, I like the feedback aspect of
0: it. Yeah. And also one more reason is like, we don't have like many expectations attached to this. Like we don't have any incentivization in terms of like, for example, we're not made from it. Our goal is not like we want to have like some X number of views. So our goal is to just do it and see whatever it happens in the future. So yeah, I mean, I think that totally. Yeah,
1: helps. This, this this is also like we we are ten minutes into it and we are just talking about the mic. So clearly, we don't have any expectations from this. Oh yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, uh, one more thing I want to—it's like a different topic altogether—but I wanted to share. So, uh, we uh like uh, the site the uh, company, we crossed uh two hundred thousand dollar ARR mark this month. So we crossed, wow. <laughs> we crossed like sixteen. We reach across sixteen thousand, like six six hundred sixty six MRR. So it's basically like a milestone we have reached this month of crossing that uh, 200K that two hundred K mark.
1: That is like a pretty pretty big milestone. So yeah, congratulations for hitting it like this this feels like milestones always feels good because you know that again it's like a feedback loop. we know you are in it right like, direction so yeah, yeah
0: definitely we're super super happy it was i think it we 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 love it that we are able to do it and have a sustainable lifestyle too so yeah i mean we're super happy that we reach that we reach that point and we were i mean at every milestone we thought i always get super happy like when we reach hundred dollars when we reach thousand, <laughs> when we reach hundred KRR, when we reach ten K, it's like a new feeling altogether. It never gets old.
1: Right, right. yeah, I'm sure. And also, part about this is, it's just you two. It's not you don't have to like you have decided not to involve. You know, of course, you can add more people in the future. But as of now, uh hitting two hundred K with a team of two. I think that is pretty awesome. Yeah,
0: personally, I love the point where we are at right now. Like the reasons we have no meetings, like our calendar is full on empty. We just have a call with ourselves sometimes where, uh, if we have some overlapping work, otherwise, uh, we don't have that too. Like the person does its job. I uh, do my work and that's it. Like if we have some work that needs to be discussed, we'll just have a call. And that's it. Other than customer calls, no meetings. So the whole, it's very relaxing in a way. So I'll, there is no one to answer to and no one you need answer from (laughs) So, those two. So
1: yeah. I'm I'm curious about how do you divide tasks? I I, I think we haven't got into that. Like how do you divide your responsibilities? Do you have like special domains that you take care of individually? Or how, how is it that you collaborate?
0: yeah i mean we have clear boundaries in almost all the cases where we have divided that the backend part i'll handle anything related to backend anything related to not frontend <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> front facing things yeah, so i'll handle it and all the frontend things he will handle it uh, tarang will handle it and uh, anything related to customer support we'll both handle it like whoever is online that person will handle that so yeah i mean it's like clear distinction and in some cases when there is overlap so we just have a call and see like what's the issue and everything but in in general we have pretty clear i would say line that we know that hey this is something you would have to do and this is something i would have to do even if it sucks sometimes because sometimes like it's like tricky and stuff but in that case we know that there's only one person who can do it. <laughs> the other right. person can't do it. So it's like a clear line uh separation. And that helped. Actually. Got
1: it. Got it. Also, how how to think about future milestones now? So do you think about growing it more or now? Well again, like just thinking from an employee like hiring perspective, the next whatever three months, six months horizon, are you Thinking of getting some people in, or we want to keep this flexibility and freedom of just having two people and you know each other well, so you know your working styles, you have the demarcation of tasks. So yeah,
0: one. I'm so currently not sure. So we are reluctant on hiring or uh, hiring full time. So we have always been very reluctant on that part so it might change in the future definitely but as of now we just want to like we have few part-time employees so for example an agency for marketing related activities an agency to handle bookkeeping and a part-time support person who handles pst estrs so we have all that right now With respect to full time, we might have it in the future when workload gets like unbearable. So we might hire someone in the future, but we haven't like specifically thought about that because first of all, I think the hiring part is super scary. Like (laughs) the whole process, (laughs) it's, it just feels like so much work. I think you might have more. Video on it, it definitely. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so long-term investment. Yeah, yeah. I think definitely, like it's a good investment. I believe, but we have been very reluctant on that part. So I think like uh, everything relates to how faster you want to grow. Everything relates to that. So for example, if you want to grow faster, then you'll hire new. Uh, you'll hire new employees. You will raise and all that thing to increase that growth rate but if you're happy with the growth rate you have then it's okay you don't have to change anything so but if you want to increase that growth rate then you will have to hire new employees and all those things so we are happy with the growth rate it might not be super high it but it's positive at least so we are super uh, we are happy with the growth rate and we are happy with the balance it is bringing to our life. So,
1: yeah, I would say it is also pretty cool because I remember (laughs) you had an article in bootstrappers.com around five, six months back. And as far as I remember that time you hit around 100K uh, era and now you're at 200, which is like around four, five, six months later, I would say this is like a pretty good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, It took us around. 10 months around 12 10 to 12 months 10 months I think uh, to hit 10k and after that it took 10K a, yeah 10k MR. and then it took around 4 to 5 5 to 6 months I think to reach uh, 16.6 so yeah uh, it has been there was one month where it was negative but other than that it was uh, positive in all months so our goal is to with the growth rate our mindset is like with each month at least it should be positive it should be like it should increase that number so for example in last 15 months we have reached like the 15k MRR bench point for example till December so our goal is in the next like by 2022 by year end we should at least reach somewhere in the range of 30 to 40. so that's like achievable because it's, it's 2x because Correct. if you have that snowball effect, the goal is always to make it like 3x, 4x, because if you are at 15, the next year goal should be 16 not 30 <laughs> because you have created that chain, right? Like you have created that snowball effect. You have the foundation ready with the product. Now you're taking big swings. So now, yeah. uh, with our thing, we have something like by the year end, we would like to reach 50. But I would be happy if we cross that. I, I, I would be happy if we are in the range of like 30 to 40. If things go right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that approach. And that is the reason we have this podcast is because we believe in going slow and going far, keeping this sustainable. We had to work harder, longer than we had our jobs. And then we had uh, uh-huh. a bunch of places we could go where you can uh, hustle for hours and nights and weekends, but yeah, I feel mean, this is this is what suits us more. I yeah, I, I absolutely love the 2x great great philosophy, being happy with that. And not not chasing like a 10x thing because again, like once you've decided a 10x you get all sorts of pressure. And then, then you have no choice but to hire. You have no choice but basically you're choosing to be unhappy until you hit that goal.
0: Yeah, so, yeah yeah i mean goal is to basically enjoy this process so for example if you're starting some company and if you're having that hustle kind of feeling which is a valid like i'm not saying it's wrong because if you are taking big swings you will get big returns definitely so in that case it becomes like for example that span is very short like you're hustling on some things you'll hustle for a few years and you'll burn out or you'll have some exit. Like in that small period of time, you will not be able to. So I'm currently trying to, I am, or we are basically currently trying to build something which we can do it like for a long period of time, because it's not like about the destination kind of thing that we want to reach certain. It's like about the journey and we are f- having fun in the journey. So. Regarding the destination, we might reach it someday or we'll have, we'll reach it somewhere sometime, but the journey is fun. So it's not something like, for example, so to be honest, uh, when I, uh, previously, I, <laughs> I used to wake, uh, stay awake at night and I was like, Whoa, what am I doing? And all those questions and, <laughs> and I now, now never have it, I think. I'm not sure whether you'll be able to relate. I think you might be able to relate with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so there is no hesitation. There is no, uh, I would say, that kind of anxiety now. That hey, am I missing out on something? So I would say that feeling of content is there. Yeah. So yeah, I like it. Well,
1: be able to like the feeling of control, being able yeah. to decide that you're content and choose choose your goals on your own not not having someone else decide your goals i was just talking to someone yesterday one of my close college friends and he's talking about how if you're talking so yesterday was saturday so you're talking saturday and just think is working and then he was like he i work tomorrow as when because there's a deadline and stuff and uh seeing just saying there's a lot of pressure around that so yeah, I could I could sort of see key, okay, oh, this is at one point he's also gonna like I, I also lost interest in that because of these only, right? If someone else is putting you in a deadline zone and you are not happy with that, then irrespective of how good the work is, you sort of start pushing, like I think of are You start questioning things that maybe you don't need to do it. And I also feel this is sort of like a personality trait as well, which is I feel that uh, I'm happy to work long. I'm happy to work hard. I'm happy to work at like do whatever it takes. But as soon as it becomes a compulsion, as soon as someone says no, no, you have to do it, uh, like I'm, I'm out of there. I'm like no, no, boss, I can't. I'm not sure if you're relating, but yeah, for me it's like key. I can't work in compulsion. They should always like I like optionality. I want to always have an option of not having to do something. And that is independent of whether I'll end up doing it or not. So so yeah, I like having that that freedom of control. And that also ties in with contentment. That you can you can change your definition of contentment on the go because I feel like you grow in a lot of ways pretty fast. You might have some beliefs now. It might change six months down the line. You might feel that no your beliefs are stable, are in a stable equilibrium, but you know, might be somebody might get to know more perspectives and then it might it might completely change. But if you're in a commitment sort of a thing, like again, okay, that is what I feel. If you have some commitment, then you sort of get with uh, that key, okay, okay. Now your beliefs have changed, but you still have to do it, and uh, then it might start feeling, thoda restrictive and constrained and all that. As soon as it starts feeling that, I start feeling uneasy. That no, no, it, it it's it, it has started to feel like work, and yeah, I don't want to do work.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, I totally agree with that, but I also feel there is one thing which is missed in this thought process which we follow unconsciously but when we conveyed it this way we missed it that there are many times even though we love it there are many times we have to do something which we don't like Mm -hmm. like for example even though you love what you are doing even though you are doing it for last one year two year even though you love the whole thing as the whole thing but there are some small parts which comes in between that. Hey, I don't want to do it. But there is no one else, so you have to just suck it up and do it. I think in this thought process, there is something which is missed that, because, like the way you mentioned, right? Like for example, that you we love it that we we can set our own hours, but we also love, we we have to do things which we don't like, and we are okay with it. And I think. That, that also matters a lot because I mean, it's like the trade, (laughs) if you want the total control of time, then you have to be okay with the other thing too. If you're not okay with the other thing, then you'll not get control of time. (laughs) So it's like the pros and cons I feel Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree with what you said. There are of course some tasks, which. You you can't run away from, but also it becomes easier to do them because there, there's no other option because it is an integral part of the whole puzzle and you own the outcome of the puzzle so you can't you don't have an option to to say no to that so it also becomes a bit easier in some sense because there's there's no other option so yeah it's a trade-off for sure
0: yeah definitely and I think we both are totally okay with like the pros and cons the whole trade and that's why I think like it totally works and yeah personally like I think like when I imagined it like I want to reach this point or where for example when I started it that I want this I hated the distinction of like work days and weekends So for example, I was working yesterday, I might work today too, but so it's something in the past that I don't want to divide my days into two parts, like work week, like Monday to Friday as work and Saturday Sunday as rest. So what I wanted was something like, I want to do everything, like for example, every day should be same, like Saturday and Sunday should not have any special value attached to them. So. Like if like there's a lot of work, like if you have feeling like there was a lot of work a day before, then take a rest today if if you have something like that. So I think that is something we are able to follow because we are just two of us. But (laughs) if we have more people, then we'll have to have some structure. So I think that totally makes sense. The trade network. So, yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree with, with the way you said that the control of time. Totally, 100% agree.
1: Yeah. And also I think that what's, that is what is making sense to us now, but it might change a few years down the line and we might say that, yeah, yeah, we don't need the, in you know,
0: <laughs> yeah. And I think that is why we are both bootstrap because we want, I guess, less variables in play because once you, I mean, if you're taking outside fund, then there are more variables in play, right? The Currently, the only expectations you have is what you have set. (laughs) Right. right. (laughs) There are no obligations. So, Um, so, so, I I
1: was talking to another of my college friends yesterday. Like, yesterday was like a super long, catching up with a bunch of people, so yeah, this person, the, the startup that is working in, just raised a Series B round, and they raised it at very high valuation and very quickly after their A round. And uh, while that is good on paper and good, a good signal to other companies that hey, we are here to stay and conquer the market. But at the same time, he was saying that things have changed a lot in the last few months after that round, because at the end now it's the investors who control it and they let junior people go get in more senior people because you have money now that there's no money problem. So get, it's like throwing money at firms. Yeah. Get more senior people in, try out a bunch of things. If it works, double down. If it doesn't work, let them go again. And uh, th- this person has been with them from the start. And uh, he was like, what the hell is this culture shift? Like he has groomed some people from, from the from the start very junior people them he's groomed them and now he sort of getting some pressure to change change a bunch of things there so yeah i think he was yeah you can basically say that shouldn't have reached the next round so early.
0: I somehow feel there is like a, I I, should I share like one conspiracy theory or kind of like brainwashed. I, (laughs) I, 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 (laughs) I feel we are being like thoroughly brainwashed. So in a way, if you see, whenever there is a fundraise, it gets marketed a lot that, hey, this is doing fundraise this has raised like this this much amount of money and all those things it gets marketed a lot that's why it's getting incentivized so many people when they are thinking of startup instead of building like a profitable business they are thinking of raising because it is what getting incentivized and You will never see a news or about a company who is making that much amount of that. I'm making that much amount of profit because if you share that number, then that means you're sharing some information, sensitive information. But if you're sharing like a pro uh, that we are raising, we have raised this much amount. It is not, it will not, uh, it is like saying that I have this much amount of money and now I'm going to do this. And uh, also the. If, if if company if if companies started sharing their revenue numbers it will not be as lucrative or uh, fancy as it sounds when the things about series fundings gets shown because uh, it will not be incentivized well like if someone said that we are generating this this amount of revenue that number is less than the funding they have raised so in that case the the whole incentivization model doesn't work <laughs> because yeah. and also like if like as the funding rounds get marketed that's when more people want to raise the rounds so it's like a cycle <laughs> <laughs> Um, so that that's what I mean it, it is definitely necessary in a way but that's what I feel like it's like necessary it's, it's somewhat marketed in a way that hey that you're raising money that's amazing but founder knows that it, it has, it takes a lot of pressure. Now it, it, there is someone else, there's a new player in the cap table and all those things. So, yeah, I mean, I, feel I mean,
1: that like... is what stable equilibrium is, right? So for example, if nobody is sharing their funding views, it's a very unstable equilibrium, because if anyone chooses to then market it and share it that we have this, so <laughs> that is like a marketing play and a branding play to attract good talent, right? Yeah. So if only one company who says, hey, in this space, only the other ones who have raised money, that sort of signals to talent that we have runway, you know, we won't have the problem of job security because we have enough funds in the bank, versus if you join like someone, Bootstrap or someone who doesn't have that sort of a money then maybe you might have to look for something else after three months, after six months. And uh, nobody wants to have that sort of instability. And yeah, so it's like, as soon as one one company advertises, the other companies don't have any other choice but to do that as well, because they want to signal that, you know, we are also in this space and should come join us as well. Because at the end, people make or break a company, right? Of course, ideas are there, but you have to actually execute them you have to synergy bring together group of people and the sum I just heard this line from from Amul yesterday. So yeah, this <laughs> this is this is what the the value of an org is right. That you bring in people who believe in the same problem statement, same mm-hmm. vision, and uh, they come together and they create synergy. Mm-hmm. And the the bottom line of that is, you need to have smart people. You need to have good mm-hmm. nice people, and you need to have people motivated by that problem and announcing the funding is sort of like a beacon uh, yeah. going out into the world and attracting these people
0: yeah i mean totally like uh, if uh, like the marketing totally works in a way it totally helps companies uh to get into limelight to create some new partnerships to help with distribution one more thing i feel uh i mean in terms of like i was just thinking about it one day regarding the way we are brainwashed like the company's valuation does not matter on how much money they are making so that's like one of the realization i had and i was like whoa so it doesn't matter if that company is making zero dollar or one million dollar or something like that so if there is some companies looking forward to like its valuation is decided by how much lead investor has put in the money so (laughs) so the other variables does not come into play at all the revenue all those things so for example if you are a creditable lead investor and if you have taken like 4% for 100k or something like that then the valuation will be if you like uh, extrapolate it for for 100% In that equation, the revenue never came into play. The profits never came into play. The distribution never came into play. How many users you have never came into play. (laughs) And when someone says that this is a billion-dollar company, I'm like, whoa. But billion-dollar based on what? Billion-dollar
1: based
0: on... It's based based on maths. Like, for example, I'm not saying it happens. I'm, I'm totally very... Not beginner or not into this and stuff so for example if if you are a creditable investor i'm not sure it has happened before if you are a creditable investor and if you want to support this company and what if you just bloat the valuation like <laughs> what if you just take like less percent of equity for more money it is a loss definitely but in while doing that you have bloated the valuation of that company and you have that company has now like a great marketing that like, hey see this company's valuation is this this much and this is going to make like tons of money and stuff I, 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 I don't know I, maybe there is logic in there but I feel that there is lot there are a lot of things which we miss like if someone says like that company is a hundred million dollar valuation so I think a normal person who is not very into this will think oh I mean they're killing yeah. it <laughs> but
1: yeah. I, I completely agree that Valuation and revenue is like there's not a lot of tradition. Like, I know a company is valued at 20 million, they've not done a lot of revenue yet, but it's just valued based on the market or the domain that it's in. And uh, the market size of that domain is pretty large. And the story that they're selling is right now it's just. Becoming a big player in that market to eventually capture even a small segment of the market because the market itself is so big. Yeah. And uh, eventually whatever other companies will pop up in that same domain, you want to either acquire them or make them run out of money so that you still remain the market leader. Yeah, I think that's the story, a disclaimer. Like we are not into this thing very deeply so people who are listening don't take this at face value. It's just like, a random yeah,
0: yeah, and I'm totally not against funding and stuff. It's just a thought process I had one day that, oh, and something looks off. Like, <laughs> are we being <laughs> like, when you see, like, when you think about it, like a thing on root level and you're like, something feels off about it. <laughs> Maybe that is the way to do it, but still it's off. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. Should we call it? And.
1: Yep. Yep. Uh, so folks today there is this one CTA. Congratulate Wocal for hitting the 200. <laughs> <team>. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, that that's pretty, pretty big. And uh, we hope that it continues growing in the way that you want it and not, not from an outside obligation or whatever. Yeah, definitely. So- Fingers
0: crossed. Let's see. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: That's about right, folks. See you next time, and uh, stay curious and don't forget to have fun.